Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. All right. Hey, welcome back to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Fred and now Steve Jordahl, good morning. Good morning. Fred Jackson, Steve Jordahl, Tim Wildman. We're in our studios. Here in Tupelo and in Kansas City is our good buddy, Ray Pritchard. And again, we thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to join us on what Ed calls at their internet, go to Facebook or YouTube, type in Today's Issues. We live video stream the show there. Or our own video streaming service, which is streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net. We live video stream this show and others. There at that uh, site, streaming.afa.net. You also get access to a lot of other content, streaming.afa.net. Again, next Tuesday, election day, and it's gonna, we're going to have, uh, you need to uh, join us here, 6 p.m. Central Time. We'll start our coverage, and we'll go until, mm-hmm. you know, we're leaving it open-ended because we don't know what time everything will kind of be settled. Yes. Uh, so we're going to be here that night covering the news. Before we get to Steve's top story, Fred, there was something from the last hour we wanted to bring up. Yesterday, the United States Supreme Court heard arguments uh, for and against uh, what's called the affirmative action policies, uh, in particular the University of North Carolina and Harvard. Now, uh, this is a this have been several cases over the years on this. Uh, but this particular case involves a group of Asian kids who are challenging the affirmative action programs at these universities. They didn't get in. They had great marks, very high marks, but they still didn't get in. So yesterday, this case has been working its way through the courts. The United States Supreme Court heard arguments yesterday. During those arguments, a lawyer for the Biden administration said blacks and Latinos need affirmative action. In other words, this lawyer was saying, well, they couldn't get into Harvard. They couldn't get into the University of North Carolina unless these... Yeah, she had a racial quota? Yep. Well, uh, it, it pretty is well... what it is? It pretty well adds up to that, okay? And so these were the arguments that were heard. Now, what's going... Excuse with, me for interrupting, just so no, I understand. No, just yes. so I understand. So, so you're saying these Asian kids are saying, we scored higher than other people who might be of other ethnic uh, groups, but because uh, because of uh, affirmative action, they were bumped ahead of us. Yes. Is that what they're saying? Yes, that is what they are saying. For scholarships, our entry into Harvard and what, you know, North Carolina Chapel Hill? What University of North Carolina. Okay. All right. Now, yesterday, there was a very interesting exchange between Justice Samuel Alito And the lawyer for Harvard, his name is Seth Waxman. Alito pressed Waxman on what's called at Harvard a personal score. They say they use a bunch of factors. At Harvard? At Harvard. And they use what's called a personal score. And Alito wanted to know, okay, what goes into this personal score, Mr. Waxman, there at Harvard? Uh, Here's Alito. You refer to the personal score. And that's a score that Harvard gives based on character traits 
such as integrity, courage, kindness, and empathy. But the record, this is still Alito talking, but the record shows that Asian student applicants get the lowest personal scores of any group. What accounts for that? And this lawyer, Mr. Waxman for Harvard, couldn't answer the question. And Alito got He really of, couldn't? No, he got kind of ticked because Waxman tried to push back and change the subject. But Alito says, no, I want you to tell me why you gave Asian kids low scores on the issues of integrity, courage, kindness, and empathy. What did he say? He didn't have an answer? Didn't have an answer for that. Listen, the bottom line, here's what's going on here. They break it up according to basically the census that reflects the races in this country. And Harvard and UNC are basically saying roughly they want uh, a quota of 12 to 14 percent black students, for instance. And uh, an Asian kid can come along with a higher score. I'm sorry. We've got to have this number of people. Is this they, for they, scholarships or what is this for? This is for entry into the school, not scholarships. This is for entry into the school. Oh, you mean they have a limited number? of? Yes. Okay. Yes. This is what's going on here. Now, uh, I wouldn't think that a public university would have a limitation like UNC Chapel Hill or UNC. Now, Harvard's a private school, right? So, yeah. But, but, anyway. but still, the point, the point is they say these schools argue we want our population of students to reflect the percentages, the ethnic percentages across the country. Okay. Well, well then I have a question. Then. That's a noble objective. I don't it's, have a, I don't have a problem with that. As a as just we would like yeah this to we would like this to be. Go ahead. That's fine. Yeah. But you know why you are now saying to these Asian kids right you right. scored far higher. Yeah, you're discriminated against them because because they're Asian. Because they're Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, we run out of Asian. I don't quota. think racial quotas work. Uh, if you're going to promote people just because of their skin color yes. or just because of their racial background, I think that's a recipe for failure. You need to, if you're a college or university, right? Maybe chime in here. You need to, I, I would just say you accept people based on their SAT or their high school average or whatever, whatever criteria you have. You accept people based on that, and you don't even look at their ethnicity. All we're asking for is a level playing field, right, uh-huh. where anybody can come in, can bring the requisite qualifications, and they have a chance to get in UNC, right. Chapel Hill, Yale, Harvard, Princeton, wherever it is. And we're asking universities not to put their finger on the scale in order to artificially punish Asian uh, applicants to these great universities, it's not fair. I I don't think the Supreme Court is gonna is gonna uphold this preferential right. policy. They have on a couple of earlier occasions, but the makeup of the Supreme Court has changed. Right. The speculation is now uh, we know that Roberts and Alito for sure, Kavanaugh, Clarence Thomas, and uh, Amy Coney Barrett. They the the speculation is they're they're down on affirmative action. Listen, the bottom line is this. Affirmative action is actually insulting to blacks and and Latinos. It's insulting. It's saying we have to have these programs because you're not good enough to get in. 
Mm-hmm. It's insulting. And it's an injustice to the Asian students who did score yeah. better, but yeah. you don't come in. Listen, you ought to, in America, you ought to, it ought to be like the NBA, okay? America ought to be like the NBA, which is, what, 80 90%? Uh, African American, mm-hmm. you you go you get into school, you get mm-hmm. jobs, whatever the case may be, based on your abilities. Yes, and your merit. You don't get it based. Imagine if we had affirmative action for the NBA, and sixty percent of them had to be uh, white players. Does Harvard have a basketball team? Yes. yes. Do they apply this policy? I don't think so. of action to their no, basketball team? No, you, you know what you do is you recruit the best players. Yeah, imagine that. Doesn't matter what color they are. Mm. And that's that's a good analogy, and mine was too. Uh, mm. That is, you, you, you take people based on their talent and abilities and how they uh, score uh, with respect to their grades, and and you don't even look at ethnicity or racial background. That's the way it ought to be. Of course. Huh? Yes. That's the way it ought to be. And I think that's what the Supreme Court is going to say right here. Yep. I believe so. I think that's what they're going to say right here. Now, that ruling won't be announced probably till February. It'll be Even though year. it was before the Supreme Court yesterday. Yep. You're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, uh, Fred, Steve, and Ray. Go ahead, uh, Steve. Uh, just a uh, comment on what you guys were or saying. Or Steven. I'm going to call you Steven. You may. You don't mind. <laughs> it, uh, t- talk to Christopher about why I'm doing this. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I will, Tim. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, see, there you go. There you go. <laughs> um, I, it's, I'll point out to you that the United States is not like a basketball game because no one's calling over and back at the border. Over and back. I know what that really is because I play basketball. Yeah. Over and back at the border. That was good. Yeah, thank you. If you don't know basketball rules, that means nothing to you. But uh, Should I explain or you want to? No, it takes too long. Okay. Yeah, let them them read about it. (laughs) Look it up, folks. Look it up, ladies and gentlemen. Type in over and and back rule basketball. Yeah. Just Google that. All right. um, We're finding out through leaked documents that social media and the Department of Homeland Security – are colluding to censor uh, posts and information that they do not like. Shocked, I tell you. I'm shocked. <laughs> There's gambling going on in the back. <laughs> Facebook has created a special portal just for the government where they can go directly and report things that they want, they demand, or that the Facebook will take down for them. And now, here's the thing. This is what they're wanting, the Who's misinformation, they? the government. The United States federal government? The United States federal government doesn't like the following misinformation or disinformation or malinformation. Three different types of things that they want to censor. They don't like it when people uh, are wrong about the origins of COVID-19, the efficacy of the uh, the COVID-19 vaccines, anything about racial justice that, that, that they don't like, they want taken down, anything about the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, and the nature of the U.S. support in Ukraine. So if you if you do anything of those that the United States disagrees with, who who who's who's saying this is going on? You this know, is leaked documents. It's being reported by the Intercept, which is a fairly independent. Uh, but they're legit, term. right? They are. they are. So they're saying that the United States federal government is working in cahoots with the big social media companies, who are supposed to be independent. 
but they're really mouthpieces for the agenda of or, or, or the federal government's take on things, right? Which is the woke side. Yeah, and I think more specifically, uh, let's face it, they don't want any criticism of the Biden administration. It does put a whole different spin on the the Hunter Biden censorship. Because Wait, is that true? Do you think that's true? Do you, that, that I mean, have, yes, they I, have, I, I've seen the portal. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, though, this is one of the Still reasons up. that Elon Musk bought Twitter was to stop this kind of nonsense. Yeah. Uh, from, yeah. Going, from going on. Uh, you know, it's scary when you think about the these big social media companies that impact millions and millions of American lives. And the, and they would have they would be monolithic in their in their uh, political viewpoint, and they would censor or deny uh, opposing views. Uh, and if you have an opposing view on COVID, for example, you you're they say, well, you spread misinformation, we're shutting you down. I mean, it's happened to us here many times here on American Family Radio. All you do is talk about something that's uh, and I'll. You know, you just talk about the topic, and it disagree, we disagree, or even suggest disagreeing with the CDC on something. Well, you're shut down because you're spreading uh, false information. That is precisely what happens in communist dictatorships. Absolutely, it's a threat to democracy. <laughs> yeah, but it's that's a, what they it, it, that's what they say we are. Yes, huh? But the real threat to democracy is what Steve just outlined. Yeah. Is quashing information that is critical of the Biden administration. By the way, an aside here, did you guys see where the uh, the director of the CDC, what's the lady's name? Rochelle Walensky. Or Rachel Walensky. She's got... <laughs> she's down with it again. She's got COVID oh, again. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> she had COVID three weeks ago, and it's back. She was recovered. Now it's back again. They gave her that drug. What? Palaxid? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, uh, but, and she had a rebound from that. They gave her the drug, and she got rebound COVID. <laughs> I don't wish anybody to be sick. Uh, I really don't. No, I'm not laughing because no, no. she's sick. I'm uh, with COVID, although I don't know how her symptoms may be mild. I'm I'm humored by the fact that all these people that push for uh, booster after booster after booster keep getting COVID after COVID after COVID, including Fauci. Her, Biden, Brett, the Brett, Joe Biden, yeah. all of them. Yeah. The vaccine does not, the uh, so-called vaccine shot does not, I say so-called because, okay, while it technically may be a vaccine, it's not a vaccine Americans understand to work as a vaccine traditionally does. Thus, my expression, so-called, when something doesn't keep you from, when a shot doesn't keep you from getting something, and a shot doesn't keep you from spreading something, then what use is it? That's right. What 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 use is it? Now they will tell you, well, it keeps you from having to go to the hospital if you get COVID. Well, you how you don't know that. Nope. That's just huh? That's a last ditch. It may, but it may not. You don't know that. Because they were first telling us I'm no I'm I'm getting started here. They were first telling us <laughs> I did get started. Remember when they were telling us that get the vaccine shot and you won't get COVID? Yes. That's right. Well, that changed. Yes. Now they're telling us men can get pregnant. Mm-hmm. The same people. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyway, these these folks have just lost so much credibility, but yet. Which is why the judge in New York last week, remember? He's, he told the city of New York, you got to hire all these people back that you fired. 
He says, yeah, no, and give them back pay. And give them that back That was in pay. New York. That was in New York. Yeah, because they, because you're forcing them to get a experimental shot that doesn't do what you said it was going to do. That's right. Yeah. All right, Steve, next story. All right. Um, let's do this. Uh, the rumors, we still are not clear on everything that happened with uh, Mr. Pelosi, with Nancy Pelosi's husband, who was um, – who was attacked in his home. There's a lot of questions unanswered. The, the stories are starting to come out a little bit more. Um, the Now the San Francisco police and the FBI are denying any of the rumors. They're saying it, there's no evidence for the rumors that were circulating around, which we never got into and we won't get into necessarily here. But um, there still are questions. Who was the guy that opened the door? We still don't know that. Um, how could Mr. Pelosi, what's his first name? Um, Paul. Paul. How could Paul Pelosi call 911 in the middle of an attack where his skull was broken and t- say that there's a friend that's there? It just doesn't make sense. But it has not stopped the left from saying that this is a deranged MAGA Republican or similar. I want you to hear the president of the United States who was uh, walking up to reporters. and uh, when, was, when was this? Yesterday. And he uh, he um, he was asked about this, and let's listen to cut eight. And the generic point I want to make is that you know it's one thing to condemn the violence, but you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. You can't just apologize and say the violence. It affects people's mentality. It affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. So the the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. You can't just say, I feel badly about the violence. We condemn it. Condemn what produces the violence. And this talk produces the violence. Thank you. What What's he talking about? What? What talk? The the talk, well, because everybody's condemning. The Republicans, of course, are condemning this violence. Republicans will condemn violence even if it's alleged to be done uh, from the right. You won't hear Democrats say never said a word about the violence surrounding the Supreme Court justices or the BLM what's riots. He ta- or, what's he talking about right there? What, he's talking about a rumor that, um, well, he's talking about the attack in general. And the reason that Paul Pelosi's on Paul attacked, Pelosi, he says, the, is because the, of Donald Trump. The nudist, the nudist nut job, the nudist nut job, Canadian uh, illegal immigrant whose oh, ex-spouse uh, said that okay, he was so a waking he, liberal. Okay, let me get this right. So Biden is saying, and this is most coherent. He's been there in a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, Biden is saying that the nudist nut job. By nudist, I mean he was a member of some nudist colony. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nut job who is here illegally. By the way, he doesn't have his U.S. citizenship from Canada, right? Mm-hmm. He, uh, he, who, who, he, he was inspired by somebody talking about the, a stolen election from 2020. Yes. Therefore, he entered the house and attacked. Uh, Pelosi because of the talk of 
2020 race being stolen. That's is what that, that's what the president. That's what we're saying. supposed to believe. That's what we're supposed to believe. This is the guy that has a gay pride and a BLM flag hanging outside of his. Uh, call well, as I said the, yesterday, the he lives. Yeah. As I said yesterday, you know what? I don't really care what his politics are. He can be as far right as he wants, or as far as left as he wants. The guy was uh, is a violent criminal, unless he was letting the house. Because there's more to this story that comes out yeah. that we don't know about. If you just go on the police report, the guy's a uh, whacked out individual, Ray, right. who, who tried to do harm to a, another citizen in his home. And I don't care what his, his motivation, left or right, he's personally responsible for his actions. Right. And there's no evidence no, whatsoever no. that it had anything to do with MAGA or January six or, or January six or right wing politics. I know, I know, but see, Biden just throws that out there. Right. And by the way, let me just say, if you want to play that game, the Republicans can play it too. Now, the liberal media won't cover it. Uh, what was it last week? Uh, there was a gentleman who was canvassing in Florida yeah. for Marco Rubio, the Republican. And Ron DeSantis, a Republican, he was canvassing in a community. Just That means going door-to-door with literature like we see during the political season. The guy gets almost beat to death by by liberals who were motivated by hate for Republicans. You remember this? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't hear a, There wasn't a word that we heard from the Democrats. Uh, Justice Kavanaugh was threatened by a guy who came to his house mm-hmm. from California. A liberal. Not a word from the Democrats. Uh, Steve Scalise was shot, and uh, almost a lot of a lot of Republicans were almost murdered at uh, at, at the uh, baseball game. You remember that softball, whatever it practice, was, baseball practice by Bernie Sanders supporter. Not not much said from the Democrats. Listen, Chuck Schumer, the Democrat Senate Majority Leader, goes on the steps of the Supreme Court and calls out uh, Justice Kavanaugh and um, Gorsuch by name and, and basically threatens them. Mm-hmm. And he called them out. He didn't even use their proper title. He says, let me tell you something, Gorsuch and uh, uh, what? Uh, Kavanaugh, you better watch your back. Uh-huh. You've you've sown the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. Except, but, you, but yeah, yeah, basically said you better watch yeah. it because we're coming for you. Yeah. That was that was a Democrat Senate Majority Leader. You, that could be interpreted easily as a physical threat to two Supreme Court justices. Not a word from the left on this. So you know what? I don't want to hear from uh, Biden uh, say that that uh, who this wacky whacked out dude went into. The home out there, which I guess has very poor security. Yeah, no security. Huh? Uh, <laughs> how, how is that possible? I know, right? Uh, if, if it happened like that, then that's uh, what—that's terrible security in a home, uh, especially one of Speaker of the House. I uh, may be more to that story that comes out. You know, I doubt it because it's Paul Pelosi, and they've got a hedge well, around him. Maybe that's how it happened, like the police are describing, or. Maybe there's more to it. We don't know at this point. But uh, to blame basically people who question the election for motivating this guy when there's no evidence to support it, this goes to show you how desperate, yes, how desperate the Democrats are uh, because I think they fear a bloodbath 
next Tuesday, politically all across the country. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I want to thank Stephen. I want to take, thank Raymond. I want to thank Frederick. <laughs> and uh, also Christopher. Brentley. And Brentley. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>